Hi folks, I'm Duncan Guild, child and adolescent psychiatrist. And I'm Victoria Lee, licensed clinical mental health counselor. And welcome to Is There a Med for That? The podcast about teen mental health, behavioral problems, and what to do about them. Victoria and I have been working together for years with kids. Sometimes we use therapy, sometimes medication. Sometimes we just give guidance to parents. And we realize that sometimes kids just need to be left alone. We don't have all the answers, but we've got some of them. We'll do our best to share what we've learned over the years working with struggling kids and their families. We hope you enjoy the show and that we can be helpful to those who have taken on the hardest, most important job in the world, being a parent. Hey, Duncan. Hello, Victoria. Ooh, mixing it up today. Try something different. (laughs) All right, here we are, ready to record our podcast. Podcast number two of the day. Two of the day. Prior Uh, to the holiday weekend and the cyclone bomb. There's going to be a big storm. Tomorrow. Mostly wind. We have our Christmas party tomorrow. Yeah. So um, we think we're still going to be able to hold it, though. Yep. Tony's bringing food. We're going to eat the food. So we've got to be there. We'll see. We'll update you if Enough anything crazy small happens. Talk. Want to jump right let's into talk. our topic today? Yeah, let's talk about what you're talking about. All right. I thought there's a little bit, I don't want to call it a pet peeve, but because I understand the liabilities and what people are trying to get at, but I wanted to talk about being friends with your kids or not being friends with your kids. You, do you hear people throw that around there a lot? Um, well, um, I forget. don't be friends with your kid. Yeah. I'm their parent. I'm not their friend. Right. I'm yep. not their friend. Um, and a lot of professionals will even talk to parents in that way. Well, you're here to be their parent. You're not their friend. Right. And I, I think I understand what they're trying to say, but I often feel in the delivery of it, they are missing the mark. Okay. And I thought we could have a little episode here where we clarify, <laughs> it sounds kind of um, pretentious the way I'm saying it, but maybe try to help people see it a little differently because I think... The true meaning of Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of It's a Wonderful Life. It's a good movie. That's I'm going to watch movie. that tonight. Um, because I, I really do think that underlying... I think what people are trying to say when they say that is that a couple of things, you definitely don't want your child to feel or believe they have a responsibility to be your confidant or to play a role in your life where their purpose is to uphold you in some way, right? I think oftentimes there's some parents can um, mistakenly treat their child more like a spouse than they do their child. And I think sometimes therapists or the like are warning parents against that, which is really important. And then I think a large group of people who say it are using it when they're trying to tell you to uphold some functional aspect of being a parent, which is a good message. We do want you to be able to deliver important messages to your kids, have there be expectations for your child. But I think what it misses is that underneath doing all those, doing those other things well is being friendly with your kids. I I think we do want to have a friendly aspect to our relationship with our child. And what are you thinking, Dunk? (laughs) Can you hear me breathing? I can hear you breathing and trying Um, to jump in. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about what you're saying because I've heard the expression as well. And also I don't think it's rubbed me the wrong way that it's rubbed you, but I, th- I think, I think I it might from now on, Great. because 
the way I've taken it before is you do have a different role in your, in the family than your child does. Yeah. You guys, th there is a, a difference between who you are and they are. And ultimately there's differences between your relationship with your child that aren't present with your relationship with a friend, but it doesn't mean Maybe. that you don't also have that relationship because help me out. Yeah, no, definitely. I think well said what you said so far. And also to your relationship with your child is going to be evolving. And eventually if Everything we don't screw well. it up too well and, you know, and, and yeah, life goes well, ultimately your child might be taking care of you. Roles might get reversed. Right. Um, you know, your baby child goes into your toddler child to your you know, kid child to a teenage child to an adult child. And I think that in many ways is going to evolve into something that might look a lot more like a friendship and sharing information. I think a lot of the information sharing will change as your child gets older. But I think underlying, I think a lot of clinicians use it as a way to try to tell parents to be more controlling. Yes, it can be sort of a rationalization for being mean to your child, or punishing. Yeah, for punishing your child um, and for... I think you can still be someone's, I think like in my friendships, I try not to co-sign their bullshit. And I think there's often like also like where therapists are getting this wrong is that how people define friendship nowadays. Mm. Friendship isn't just about co-signing each other's bullshit. Being uh, unlimited support without yes. any challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a real friend, what is that saying? A real friend isn't someone who's like sitting in the cell next to you, but they're the friend who told you not to do it in the first place. Uh -huh. Where there's a whole nother saying out there that the friend isn't the one bailing you out they're the one next to you like there's different ways to look at friendship mm -hmm. but to me a healthy friendship is one where we're helping each other towards optimal wellness in our life um to being our best self and so i think friendship the definition of friendship might be off for some people but i think underlying like well what are the aspects of a friendship that might be very important to have in the parent-child relationship uh, one of them is just fondness and admiration. I think we really want to cultivate that in our family relationships. And we want our kids to know that we love them and care about them and admire them um, and vice versa. I think we want that from our kids. And But a lot of it means we have to strive to be decent, balanced humans, which is a, a tall order when life gets crazy and it's not easy to do that. But I think we can do it as humans. Um, what else... In, is there involved in a friendly relationship? Um, uh, doing things for each other, helping each other out. Yep. So functionally, practically. I always heard um, support. I always like this definition: a friend is somebody who will go out on a limb for you. Mm. Yeah, it's almost um, inherent in trust building. Is what people are often looking for in trusting others is that you don't only care about your own welfare. You're you're willing to go out on a limb for someone else's welfare right. and interests. Yeah. It's a really important aspect of trust. That's why they say in relationships, there's the honeymoon period. And then there's a conflict period where there's often a lot of conflict that emerges because you're testing how much do you, can I trust you? Mm. How much are you willing to include my welfare? How far in that branch are you willing to go yeah. out? Yeah. Yep. And as a, as a little group, we sometimes need to be willing to go far out on that, but not far out on that limb if it's for an imbalanced, unhealthy thing, which often people get confused. Right. Right. It doesn't mean I think you should be buying your 
kid alcohol necessarily. Um, but yeah, being supportive and being friendly. Yeah. So I like that one trust. I also think another part of it is just knowing each other, being included in each other's lives and, um, there's not going to, as, as an adult, like you said, there's different roles we play in the family. We might not tell our kids certain things about our, you know, intimate life in certain ways at different ages. But I think more, more times than not, some parents are actually, they exclude too much information too. And then they try to be these people who aren't even really human. Um, and that I think can be confusing right. to kids. Yeah. It's, um, it's almost like the expression means what the expression that they're saying is you can never be friends with your child. Right. Not just, yeah, you aren't because part of that is also used as a justification for doing something your child doesn't like. Yes. Um, and a friend can do something that. Yeah. Yeah. I had, we had an incident today where, you know, I think someone who was my friend, I had to kind of say some information that probably I knew wasn't what he wanted to hear, but I think ultimately it was a helpful thing to say. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's our next episode. Um, another thing, knowing each other, I think I said that, but that'd be similar to like love maps in a relationship. You know what's going on in each other's lives. Um, and I want kids to know some of my life and that will increase more and more the older they get. And kids often know a lot more than we give them credit for. They know. I always thought they know everything that's going yeah. on on some level. My mom used to call me radar when I was little because I would, I tuned into a lot of things and knew a lot of things, even without her telling me. And my oldest son is a lot like that. He, he knows everything that's going on. Your mom on. also called you Buddha though. Vicky Buddha. Yep. That was another nickname. I had a lot of nicknames. Hopefully a sign of friendship and endearment, but who knows how she used them in the moment. Um, turning towards your kids is a sign, is a sign of friendship, right? So when, when, and this is, I think often a time where, where this saying gets applied in a negative way is when a parent actively turns against their child where they say, well, I'm not meant to be your friend. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm your parent, not your friend. And they maybe just said something real nasty. And, and that is destructive to your child. There's a way to be a parent and set a limit and have boundaries and say no and have expectations, but you never have to be nasty about it. And I find that the way a lot of people use that is to co-sign that aspect of that. And that's not good. That's right. something we really contempt in any relationship. Um, saying things in a mean way is just, is not needed. Right. So it really comes down to, I think it's, it's, it's less the phrase and how it's used. Yep. Because you do have other roles besides friendship. I, I would 100%. say with a child, there's a, there's a relationship dynamic. There's a hierarchy that isn't present necessarily with friends. However, um, friends may be more peer. Yeah, and and you don't use it as a way to. It's a lame justification for being a jerk or. Seeking. Punishing, which we sort of have talked about not being an effective tool, particularly long-term for kids. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of times they apply it for the punishment piece, like you said at the start. Yeah. And so not falling into that trap of using that as a way to co-sign your own bad behavior with your kids. Um, yeah. Use that as a guardrail, protecting against oversharing certain information that's more about 
um, fulfilling unhealthy needs or wants in yourself via your child. You want to definitely guard against that. Um, but I'd also suggest not using friends in negative ways either. Right. Um, but I think that not using it to co-sign is really important. Um, and to, I think often too, some parents feel shame when they hear that because maybe they're like, well, I really like my kid and he is my friend. What's wrong with me? And you know, and a lot of those parents, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. A lot of them are like just really loving parents who attune well to their children, who have things in common and to have a real loving relationship. And that is a huge part of parenting. That's a good thing. A sense that if your child is happy a lot of the time that you're doing something wrong, right? Or you right. might not be. Yeah, you might not be. You might be, but you, you may might not be. be. But yeah. And I felt it was really important, especially on the holidays and stuff, to talk about that because I think maybe it's just what I've been exposed to lately, but there's definitely a school of thought in parenting that you have to regain that control. You have to, um, parents often get, I think, disciplined almost in a negative way by therapists about how like what all their feelings are if your kid is struggling and oftentimes yeah parenting can obviously influence what your kid is how your kid is doing but a lot of times too it's just your kid is struggling it's part of life for some of us at various points and uh i think people should be more mindful of how they apply that saying yeah i like we've talked a little bit about, about it before but i think it's reasonable to say that a, one, a goal you could look at a goal of parenting is to help your child individuate and maybe friendship, pure friendship is the ultimate hmm. goal. And yeah, at some point it may reverse yeah. and you don't particularly want your child telling you, I'm not your friend. I'm your child. When they put you in the, the nursing, nursing home. home. Yeah. Yeah. And take away your cookies because it's not good for your diabetes. Well, put it on Christmas. Right. So what goes around comes around. Children learn what they live. That's right. Yeah. So beware. Beware. Be friendly, be loving, and have a good Christmas. Have a great Christmas, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Is There a Med for That? For more information about our podcast and our clinical work, visit our website at medforthat.com. If you've got questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at contact at medforthat.com. We'd love to answer some of your questions on air. Have a great day.